Welcome to our community. This is Sarah Tell the Best. Um, let's do, we're going to do life skills based on the Parsha, Parsha's bow. And what could be the life skill uh, for Parsha's bow? When we think about it right at the beginning, Boal Paro, you know, everybody knows going to Paro, not come, but not go, but come. So what, what, what's that all about? Um, right. So we live in a world that feels very, very dark. And and since the whole parsha is about Baal Paro, the name of it is is is, is it's all about coming out of Mitzrayim, coming from Gullus to Gula. So everybody can relate to that on their personal level. When you're going to go from your personal Gullus to a Gula, how do you get there? You know, you go from this city to that city, from this block to that block, from this from the kitchen to the dining room. How do you get from the kitchen to the dining room? How do you get from one room to the other? One reality, one energy to an, a completely different energy. Or, or here's a cute example. If you go to Florida during the winter, um, when you take when you take the plane back, and everybody gets off the plane in New York, everybody starts shrieking. Oh, it's too cold. Send me back. Send me back. Like, like you know, as soon as you get off the plane, and people are going to be near the door to outside, you're going to hear this whole you know, sing song of everybody, take me back, send me to, send me back to Florida, I don't want to be here, and you know, you hear it all the time. I don't believe there's one single plane coming from Florida in the middle of the winter where there aren't about 15 people complaining. Okay, so that means, okay, so, or let's take, yeah, or so the other way, you know, person, okay, so whatever it is, you get, you get, you get on in a very cold environment, and you get off in a warm environment, what is, what is it? So how do you transition? You can't just all of a sudden step through the door and it's 36 degrees in New York or you're in Montreal. So it's 26 degrees in, in Montreal, and then in three hours you're going to be in Florida. But you have to go through a transition to get to Florida from your gullus to your gaula, let's say. I mean, it's a silly example of gullus and gaula. So how do you do it? How do you go from personal gullus personal geula, personal constriction, Mitzrayim, right? Personal constriction to wideness because the land of Mitzrayim means the land of constriction. So I'm in, a, so here I am, I'm in kind of like a, a mesar, a situation where I'm stuck in my life and I'm limited and I just don't see my way out and I don't feel expansive and I feel very contracted. Everybody knows that feeling. How do I get from that? That is, that denotes the energy of Eretz Mitzrayim, the land of limitations. Everything is kind of shut down, constricted. We just went through it last week in 770. Shut down. Everything's shut down. How do you transition from shut down, the land of Mitzrayim, essentially, to the Merkha, from Mina Metar El Merkha, to this wideness, which means going out of Mitzrayim? And where do you go to when you come out of Mitzrayim? Into the land of Israel. Okay, so if you're going into the land of Israel... How do you transition? So we know, first of all, you have to go through a midbar. We know that. We were not able, in fact, it's an 11-day journey to go from, not really from Mitzrayim, but from from Chur, from Matan Taira, which is pretty close to Mitzrayim, to Eretz Yisrael. We couldn't do the transition directly. We had to go through 40 years. We had to go through that, that transition. But... But in a bigger, bigger, bigger way, so when we're talking about how do I go through transitions from where everything's contracted and dark in my life 
and globally, politically, everything's contracted and dark to where life is good. Because one more, one more piece of the question, that's the world we live in now. The world is getting darker every day. You know, people say, oh, so hi. Let's say you go to a conference somewhere in Switzerland. And, and they say, hi, what's your name? My name is, you know, whatever, um, Miriam. And they say, so Miriam, where do you live? Eretz Mitzrayim. <laughs> where do you live? Uh, the, like, ev- it's the funniest thing. Everybody lives in Eretz Mitzrayim. There isn't anybody in the world today who doesn't live in Eretz Mitzrayim. Even the globe, globalists with all the money who thinks they're going to... Right. And the Israelis, everybody's in Eretz Mitzrayim. Everybody's in a place of constriction and contraction and increased darkness. And the whole world is like that. So the entire world has to get on the plane and kind of transition to the real Eretz Yisrael, the real Merchav, the real expansive place. So here's the question. How do you do it? You have to go through, what's the transition? Boel Paro. You have to face Paro. Face the evil. Well, if, if Paro is evil. But first, you have to, you have to have an encounter with Paro, and that kind of opens the doorway, opens the gate of this constriction of the land of Mitzrayim, and it opens you up to be able to go to an, a completely different level. So, when you feel like, I'm stuck, I get, I'm not going anywhere in my life, or I feel so depressed, or I feel so dark, or I feel so hopeless, or nothing's working, you need to go to Paro. Now, this, this I said yesterday when I was learning, but I'll just, um, I'll just repeat it in short. So, many years ago I was, um, in a, in a program and we were all coaches, and so we co-coached each other, you know, we did barter coaching. Uh, whatever I, I, I did with her, and I remember she, then it was time for her to coach me. So, you know, very secular, Jewish, you know, voted for Trudeau type of, you know, like thought Trudeau was the best thing since sliced white bread, you know, Canadian. And I remember she said, her her coaching was based on the following idea. She said, if you want to move forward in life, you can't do it unless you face it. So what's it? It, she meant, is your paro, the terrible, dark, monster, Trauma, secret, yeah, da, 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 da. whatever it is, you know, your your worst thing that keeps you completely shut down. Until you face it, you can never move forward. So she was, I was getting more and more and more depressed. Good thing I didn't have to pay for it, you know. And then when I said, okay, so I want to just say something. I said, okay, what? I said, I agree with you that unless you face it, you can't really move forward. Just you and I disagree what about what it is. It, according to you, is some deep, dark, terrible thing. And it, according to me, according to Hasidus, is an incredible, it is a deep, dark secret about about your incredible potential and who you really are. It doesn't mean you didn't have lots of junk happen to you in, in your life, but that's not who you are. The old therapists of old define you by all your traumas, but Hasidus defines you by all of your potential that was, um, formed through your traumas. But your trauma is not you. You are not your trauma. You are your potential. You are your infinite, incredible self. Doesn't mean you didn't have traumas, but you are not your trauma. They define you by your trauma. Right? You know, I was a bully victim in, from second grade to eighth grade. All the kids bullied me, let's say. So you become defined as the victim of bullying. 
But Hasidus says, you know, are you kidding? That's not, you're not defined by the victim as a victim of bullying. You're defi- defined by being an incredible infinite being that has infinitely more potential than you, you're accessing or even knowing about now. And you're an incredible luminous person. And one of the ways you got there was by being bullied. Because it was developed in you through the bullying and probably once you'll look back, I spent Hashemke enough to be, you're going to look back at your bullying years and say, I'm glad it's over, but good thing it happened to me. I would never be the person I am today if I hadn't been bullied. So, you, so that's why I said to her, her name was Robin. I said, Robin, you and I both agree that in, unless you face it, you won't really move forward, but you and I disagree about what it is. That's the difference. So, so that's, so those are the two identities of Bayel Tarot, right? Do we see, one second, I'm, let's pause. So what we want to do is, is change our conversation because it's the truth of what Chassidus says, and I'll say it in a minute about Bayel Tarot, about Tarot, because Tarot has two identities, the highest and the lowest. Mm-hmm. So, or let's say we know him in the lowest. He's the deepest klipa, mm-hmm. and yet in his source, the energy of Paro is the revelation of all the infinite lights. So that means that, and, and we'll go into it in a minute, but, but what I'm saying is, um, Hasidus sees it totally different. So when we start to let Hasidus, um, uh, run the way we think in a very real way, then, you know, you can have two people and they both were in the same class. You know, they're, let's say they're 40 years old now and they were both in the same class, and they were both bullied by the same kid until this kid was, you know, from third grade to, to eighth grade. They were both bullied by the same kid. So they say, okay, so tell us about your life. And you're, they're both in a, a group. Tell us about your life. So one of them says, I, in the end, I became nothing. I just, I, you know, this, this, this kid bullied me so much, I just had no confidence to become anything. So the worst thing that ever happened in my life is that I was bullied for five years. And then they say, okay, wow, 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 we'll have to do some work on that. Okay. And then the other person says, um, the best thing that ever happened to me in my life was I was bullied by this kid for five years. You know, I wouldn't be the person that I am if not, if not, you know, in fact, I should call him up and say, thank you so much for bullying me. <laughs> you know, look him up on Facebook like I did with, you know, that person and said, you're the guy who wrote with the black crayon on the floor. <laughs> so it's it's two views of the same thing. Is it a technique? It's not a technique. It's based on truth. It's based on this parsha. This parsha is about how do you get out of the land of limitations, Eretz Mitzrayim? How do you have Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim coming out of your limitations? And when you come out of your limitations, you bring the world out of its limitations. And what is the limitation of the world? It's in Gullus. It's now, the limitation of the world now is, it has been, um, uh, what's the word? All the Hollywood techniques have been directed, and 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 uh, not just techniques, but uh, all, it's, the world has been manipulate, manipulated into thinking that truth is falsehood and falsehood is truth. We're the people of truth. And we're here to teach the world truth. And they decided that we're the bad guys and they're, and the bad guys are the good guys. So we're really at a moment where the blood libel that, that used to be the reality that we thought we were finished with blood libel. The Maharal of Prague said, 
he lived at a time when all blood libels were then that was it they were declared yeah nullified thank you um we're in a moment where the blood libel seems to have come back and truth is called falsehood and falsehood is called truth so um even to the extent of uh, a few years ago you know, in Monticello, we, we, we had, we, we had windows that were totally broken when we got the house. Totally broke. You couldn't open the windows. You know, imagine sitting there a whole summer, you can't open the window. There was no air conditioning. Was, all you could do was open the door. They were, so when somebody came to, um, to evaluate the windows and tell us, you know, how much it would be to replace the windows and to give us the good news that because of COVID and nobody wants to work anymore. It'll take a year to get the new windows. Can you imagine? A year. It took a year just to get windows. It wasn't even, not even so many windows. Like 10 windows? You know, it'll take a year. So he said, um, what color windows do you want? And I said, well, what do you, he said, well, white, white windows are a certain, you know, are the standard price. If you want brown windows or something like that, it's more expensive. So I said, you know what? So let's go with the white windows. And I made a joke. I said, you know, white, uh, uh, white windows matter. <laughs> and he said, oh, no, 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 no. You don't say that here. I said, oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Um, it, it was, it was a white guy, you know, and, and he said, no, 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 don't, don't even start with that. So I said, okay. But then after that, he gave us, you know, he gave me this whole conservative conversation about, I don't support whatever. No, like, and it, he was, we, we both had the same political views. But he said, like, you don't use that as a joke. You don't say white, white windows matters. Imagine, like, we call it adkadeka to such an extent that I said white windows matter, you know. Like, oh, no, no, no. Be, he said, to me, you can say it, but be careful who you say it to, you know. So, okay. Um, in general, in Monticello, everybody's, um, Conserve. They're they're something. Oh yeah, you can't right. So in those kind of places. So thank God in Monticello, people are really old style conservative. You know whatever. So they they kind of think it's funny. But he said just be careful where you say it. You know don't don't go to Walmart and say it or something or Home Depot. You know you never know who you're going to encounter. And <clears> that's the Okay, so we're saying, so the thing about Paro is that he has two identities. And, and because of those two identities, Maishu Rabbeinu said, I'm, I'm kind of afraid to approach him. And his two identities are that, um, he's known as the, the, the slithering snake, the, the great serpent. Um, it's a spiritual force, the great serpent in the, in the Nile River. Hatanin Hagadol, Arrived Yara. The great deep a slithering serpent, the nakash, right, or, or something like that, and a very, very deep klipa, such a deep klipa that enables, and it, that it's in the, the Nile River. It, so picture this Nile River, and picture Paro having a relationship with this Nile River, and this klipa gives him energy. Mm-hmm. Now, what does it give him energy to do? Which, by the way, I'm just saying is in total contradiction to this year's Leave that on the side for a second. We'll see in a second. So here's this Nile River. And here's Paro. And he gets all his energy from the Nile River. How do you know? He told us. When, when Maishar Benu said, let my people go, he said, why should I? He said, because Hashem said they, want, they need to go and serve Hashem. He said, who's Hashem? What do you mean, Hashem? I'm going to look in my book. 
Pyra looks in his book. He says, I have a book of gods. I don't see any Hashem over here. <laughs> so, so, so my Shervani says, okay, I'll fill you in. Hashem is the creator of the world. He created you. He created everything. He creates everything. And, and, and Pyro said, what do you, what's hot to a Chinik? He didn't say what's hot to a Chinik, right? He said, ah, you know, what's hot to a Chinik? You know, what's hot to a Chinik? What are you talking about? I'm the creator of the world. I created myself from the River Nile. Aha! So how, now we have this great serpent, this spiritual force in the Nile River that if you interact with it and you take it seriously, it gives you, it fills you with the, with the feeling that you are the creator of the world and, and you created yourself, you know, you create yourself and, and the whole world. No. Right. So when it comes to co-creation, now, but one second, okay, so it's true. He's saying, I'm the creator of the world. That's a klipa. But Maisha Rabbeinu writes in the Chumash, he says in the Chumash, if you serve Hashem, I will give you this. He doesn't say Hashem will give you rain and grass. I will give you I, I, I. What's this I? How is your message any different from Paro? Because the difference between Maisha Rabbeinu saying I and Paro saying I, they mean two opposite things. Paro means himself. Maisha Rabbeinu means Hashem filtered through him. And that's why you see when the Rebbe says, we know who the leader of the generation is, my father-in-law. Right. All these stories where the Rebbe says, my father-in-law told you to do this and that. My father-in-law told you a shul is a shul. There was a certain story, a shul is a shul, not a butcher shop. So you know if my father-in-law told you, you know that it's going to be fine. What about yourself? So you see by the Rebbe, there's no self. There's no self. My father-in-law told you, Hashem told you, Melech Malchem Lachem told you, there's no self. With, with Meishar Benu, there's no self. It's all Hashem. With Taro, there's no Hashem. It's all self. So they mean two different things when they say I. One is I of holiness. That's Meishar Benu. The other one is I of Klipa. That's, that's Taro. Mm-hmm. Every one of us has those two diametric opposites in us, and we fight it out all the time. In a way, we can say, when we're afraid, when we're afraid of things, in Basilegani we learn, our insight is here, we don't have to be afraid, I do feel afraid. Which I of me is that? That's the I that relates a little more to Paro than to Maishra being at that moment. So I have the battle between the two, but, you know, I have the Paro, a little drop of it in me, and that's, I have the spark of Maishra being in me is saying, wait a minute, get in touch with the truth. One more thing, we could say that since we live in a world now where the lie seems to be paramount and it, the whole philosophy of the world is built on lies, we see that Paro seems to be winning right now. He is the ultimate liar at this point in history. Him and Amalek, all these guys, he's the ultimate liar. What do you mean? What's he lying about? He's lying about the basic truth. He's saying there's no Hashem. There's only me. So, so to sum this all up, these two identities that 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 um, Taro has down here is the deepest klipa, 
and uh, that enables in the Nile River that enables a, a person to feel like they are the creator of the world, but not in holiness in Klipa. But there is no God. They're the creator of the world, and there is no God. There is no Hashem. That's the difference. As opposed to Paro, in the source of Paro, the source of the deepest Klipas are usually the highest sources. So the source of Paro is called Esperuvius Galen Kolnaharn. The revelation of the very essence of all of the highest concealed lights and the revelation of, of the essence of Hashem in the most incredibly passionate way, that's what that's the source of Paro in his spiritual source. <coughs> so that means, let's get back to the original the coaching session with Robin. Robin said, until you face it, you will never move forward. In Hasidic, in, in Torah language, that means until you boel paro, go to paro, you will never really get to geula. So who is paro? What is it that you have to face? Is it the deep, dark, slithery, serpent, terrible, klepadic, horrible darkness slithering in the river Nile? Is that you? Is that the part of you that until you face it, you'll never move forward to your personal geula? Or as, until you face it, Paro in his source, meaning who you are, a luminous, godly being. That is, that's the standard number of traumas, like everybody else, you know. And what if you stole a sharpener in first grade? Like, like you know, let's say you did. Let, <coughs> let's say you went to Woolworths and you stole a sharpener. Right, right. So let's say you stole a sharpener from, from Woolworths. It's not recommended, but does that mean, you know, you, you you know you're outside of that's it. You won't get a shiva. So 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 the it is that higher identity. So when we're when we're told um, and of course one more piece of information, Hashem says um, you know by the way and we all know this. I'm not telling you go to Paro and face it. I'm saying we're going there together. We're going there together. That because Maish Rabbeinu says it's very scary, you know, um, to face such a darkness and stay, and it, it's really going to deplete my immune system, to put it in a mild way. Oh, really, like, not even face it, but just to jump right over it. No, you don't have to. No, no, no. You want to embrace it. You want to embrace who you are. In other words, if Paro is, Paro is your deepest, darkest self yeah. from first grade or whatever, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, and then... And then, and Paro at the same time is your most, Paro is your, your yucky past. I, you know, I took Judy's, uh, eraser and I never gave it back, let's say. I don't know, I didn't take Judy, Judy's eraser, but let's say, I, you know, if I see Judy today, what am I going to say? I'm really sorry for the eraser. You know, there was this, there's this woman, Miriam, that I remember she, we used to meet her here. She used to come once in a while for conventions and she said, Lelaine, when her mother was passing away, she said, Mom, I never, I know you never forgave me for, for, no, her mother said, Miriam, I know you never forgave me for letting the budgie bird out of the cage. And the budgie bird flew away and you were so attached to it. And she said, and, and her mother said, please forgive me. You know, it was really a big thing for her mother. She said, Mom, what, what, what budgie bird? bird? What bird? <laughs> so her mother was heavy for like 40 years. You know, for her it was like, bird? Oh yeah, we had a bird. Oh, right, right, right. So, so your deep, I took Judy's eraser. 
unless you face it, you won't go to Gula. No, unless you face the luminous self that you are, the revelation of the highest, deepest light of who you really are and will be in Gula and see yourself in all your expansiveness and how you're a pivotal part of the shlichus of making the whole world into Gula. Until you face it, you will stay stuck. So how do we get unstuck? By Altara. And Hashem says, I get it. You're not, you're not really set up. You don't really have the tools to face either it, the darkness, or the light. In fact, we probably have, we probably have fewer tools to face the light than the darkness. That means, um, when we see ourselves as the Rebbe sees us, that's really scary. <laughs> like, what the heck? Yeah, that's, that's really scary because, oh my goodness, uh, I could, you know, hi, so you were, you know, imagine you're called in, Rabbi Chadikov calls you and the Rebbe says, okay, I want you to um, move to South Africa and basically we're going to make a plan of how to conquer the entire, the or the entire continent of Africa. Would you find that scary? I would. <laughs> I would. And I say, I, 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 don't, I don't know how to do that. And the Rebbe says, it's not Leich El Paro. It's Leich El Paro. Hashem is going with you. Of course you can't do it. You can't even figure out how to make a sandwich. You think you know how to make a sandwich because after all these years, I've been making sandwiches, so it's pretty easy. Trust me, if Hashem weren't going with you, even to make a sandwich, you wouldn't even get the sandwich made. You're like, what, where, which is the bread, which is, what goes on the outside, the filling, the, you wouldn't even be able to make a sandwich. So if you can make a sandwich, cause by El Paro, Hashem is going with you. You know, wow, I could expand. I could now open a sandwich making business. Yeah. Yeah, Paro is the darkness. Like really the Klip, Paro is that Klipa. It, that that attaches itself to us that says you it's all of you and makes you forget about Hashem, you know you that you can do this or you can't do this, uh, and, and makes you forget about Hashem. And like somebody will say, what is Hashem in this picture? And like oh yeah yeah right 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 I forgot about him. Tara <laughs> didn't even forget about him. He said, you guys are fooling yourselves. We we have these friends who they when they were becoming fools they went to France. And when they got to France and they said, you know, we're becoming religious now. And the extended family said, you got it all wrong. It's not what you think. You got it all. They were trying to convince them, Judaism does not, you don't need to follow all these rules. And they were so confused because they didn't have any of their support system with them. Paro is, Paro is going to tell you, the Paro in you is going to tell you, forget about God. Just, you know. He's going to get you completely involved in all the lies and believing all the lies and, and, and becoming reduced to your lowest, your lowest common denominator full of fears and, and, and doubts and all that other stuff. We, we know about, I mean, I don't know, you know about fears and doubts. Everybody knows about fears and doubts. The only people who don't have fears and doubts, there's the Nasi, well, maybe the Nasi Adar has fears and doubts too. I would say the only People who don't have fears and doubts are men. Sorry, uh, I didn't say that. Are people who, <laughs> isn't it weird? They just don't seem to have fears and doubts. Yeah, right? So, <laughs> right. So, so, or they're not, they're not aware of it. The only people who don't seem to have fears and doubts are those who are totally shut down. They're not acknowledging it. But we have to go. So, so, Yeah. So Hashem is saying, and, 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 and in the Sikha, we're learning, Vayal Para means 
Hashem is saying, I am going with you. If you can make a sandwich, you can only make a sandwich because I am with you making the sandwich. Trust me, you can become the head shliach of all of South Africa, the same as you can make a sandwich, if we do this together. This is, it's, it's not much more work. I'm going to be taking you through the process. So, um, so to bring it down to something very, very, very practical, <clears throat> we could say that the gullus message is that many of us grew up with is, um, and this is just a small example, Something's going on in life. If, if it could work out or it could not work out, I, I'm afraid it's not going to work out. Whatever it is, I desperately want to go to Florida for for a week. Let's say I don't, but I want to go this winter to Florida for a week, and it seems that I'm going to be getting a ticket and all this other stuff. I'm so scared that it's not going to work out. Every The kids are counting on it, and everybody wants to go, and I'm so, you know, and the travel agent said he's going to get me the right ticket. I'm so scared that it's not going to work out. That's coming from Paro. It's like, life is dark. Don't, don't get too excited. Life is dark. And, 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 you know, let's face reality. Paro is saying, I am reality. Let's face reality. Life is tough. Life is dark. Look at the world. Um, they're, you know, they're, you know, you'll wear your mask the wrong way on the airplane. They'll, they'll throw you off before they leave New York and whatever it is, you're not getting to Florida, honey bunch. It's not happening. If it can work out or it cannot work out, the old gullus message is, I'm so afraid it's not going to work out. The Gula message is, Maishra Bainu's message. Why shouldn't it work out? By El Paro. You know who you, who, who, who you're sitting next to? Who you, as you're walking to the, as you're calling the, the travel agent, as you're walking to the gate, to the ticket counter, who you, who, who are you sitting with? Hashem himself, Melech Malchay and Lacham Baruch He's infinite, unlimited. None of those rules of I know, but the tickets are expensive and we'll never manage. You see what the Israelis, Tishrei time, they had, every one of them has another visa miracle. They, there's no way they had a visa, and there's no way they had money for a ticket. And then all of a sudden, they have a visa, and they have money for the ticket, and they, I don't know, it just... They don't even know what they're going to say. And they don't, they have, for sure, they don't know where they're going to stay. That's the least, that's the least of their problems. Where are you going to stay for a month? Okay, you have a center, right? I'll stay at your house. <laughs> so, but I want it to be, you know, I want my own bathroom, too. So... <laughs> So that idea that if it could work out or not work out, the Gaula way, Meishrabain's way is, why shouldn't it work out? Do you know who you're working with? Do you know who you're in this, this, this with? Melech Malchem Lachem Akadish Barbara. My parents said, oh, maybe it's coming to the Okay, so let's just do, let's just end off with a little practical exercise based on the idea that when we find ourselves in a, a mates are a challenging situation. We, as we've been saying, we want to recognize that they're actually, the picture that we see is only half of the, half of the puzzle. We're seeing the back side of the puzzle, the back side of the tapestry, and the front side of the tapestry is incredible, luminous, but the back side is naughty and, and dark and messy and, um, very constricting. So I think one of the exercises we would want to do is um, when we find ourselves in that, 
picture, give, give the problem a name, give the problem a name, and um, put, you know, see, see uh, in your mind a picture of the back of the tapestry with all the knots and with all of that and the whole messy thing with the name superimposed over it. Here's the problem. Uh, you know, I would like to buy a house and there's no way we can possibly afford a house and it just seems hopeless. And uh, um, to picture that, I'm not saying this is a guarantee, okay, tomorrow you're going to be able to buy a house. But I'm just saying um, picture that uh, with the back of the tapestry and then and give it a color you know give it a, a color of a of an energy maybe it's a very dark brown or like you know whatever color you happen to not like will probably be or red you know just like ah uh, they're infinite messy confusing problems and it just feels sort of dark and hopeless we're never getting out of this and 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 you could even see kind of the the energy of the of that Tanina Gudel, that um, great serpent, kind of superimposed over this 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 tapestry of just like it's just it's just dark. And then when you kind of breathe that in, then picture yourself going around to the other side, and you see the front of the tapestry, and it's completely different. It's completely, it's this luminous, incredible energy. And give it a very warm, a very beautiful color, one that feels just so upbeat and hopeful and, uh, and, and, and expansive. And know that the real truth about this tapestry is not the back of it, but it's the front of it. And so you want to take those two colors, the back of the tapestry and the front. Let's say the front is like a beautiful, shade of rose, you know, mixed with beautiful purple. And it's, and, it's, and it's just shining light. And feel yourself as you're standing there in the front of the tapestry, feel that color and that energy just coming into your heart and um, going into your heart and warming you and, and just giving you this feeling of <clears throat> hopefulness. And, 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 and expansiveness and, and also this feeling of you sense when you're standing in front of the front of the tapestry, Hashem is fully with you and since he has no limitations, just feel that feeling of, wow, I, you know, anything could be. I don't have to feel shut down. I only have to feel shut down if I'm on the other side of the tapestry. I think I'm going to look at this side of the tapestry and, and, and let the, the, hopeless color watch the two colors come together let the hopeless color of the dark of the tapestry blend uh, kind of be swallowed up by the very hopeful color of the front of the tapestry and just let it just be melt melt right into it in the strongest way melt into this beautiful side of the tapestry that's warming your heart until it's completely melted in and then you're left just looking at, at that beautiful color of the front and breathe that in. I'm not going to promise you that means right away you're, you know, going to have a house tomorrow. But we want to shift our energy when when we're feeling those two sides, from the Paro side of it to the Maishra Beinu side of it. So, he Rasan, let's give each other a bracha that we should we should 
step into the truth in a world that is here to propagate lies at this time in history. We're here to step into the truth that is concealed on the other side of the lie or inside the lie. And the truth ultimately will break through in a way of breakthrough and he wrote that the truth should break through in our lives and fill us with so much truth that everything that we attract into our lives becomes luminous and amazing and bringing us everything we need, begashmias and baruchnias, and we become beacons of light and truth to the entire world with Hashem by El Paro going with us every step of the way and maybe find ourselves in the base of Mikdash Shlishi immediately now.